0: Alright everyone, welcome to the Knife Journal Podcast. My name is Kyle Versteeg. I'm here with James Noka. This is episode sixty, and uh, we're broadcasting to you from the frozen wastelands of the north. <laughs> You're more north than I am, but we're both in the in the hinterlands, in the grips of winter. And it's welcome, folks. How you yeah. doing today? So, what do you know?
1: I know it's. Flippin' cold this morning.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, we we're like I don't know, like seven degrees or some crap. Yeah. Dogs. The dogs didn't want to stay out very long this morning. They were like, no, it's cold. Hmm? It's cold. So I've been I've been burning coal in my in my in my boiler. Cause How's it's that a multi multi fuel uh, deal? How's that well, going? Well, it's it, it's hot. I'll yeah. tell you, it is it is smoking hot. The um it, coal, burning coal has a has a learning curve, and in a in a in a boiler, and um, uh, wood is definitely easier to deal with, except for the cutting and splitting and uh, stacking and all that shit. Okay. <clears throat> but when it's actually in the in the boiler, um, coal burns extremely hot. Okay. But it doesn't make ash like wood does. Right. Because it's freaking rock. <laughs> so it just makes it just makes clump together rock <laughs> yeah <laughs> melted together melted together rock or or the term clinkers comes yeah. to play
0: yeah uh, so what a, i i learned about these uh mysterious uh entities from trying to run a coal forge um yeah. and and notice that i'm not doing that anymore
1: <laughs> <laughs> well it's it it is when it's really cold um it's nice because it it does keep a fire a little bit longer it does there's a lot of things that have the the plus side to it right um, I'm not sure that the downside is that much of a downside okay. I'm just uh, what, what what I've noticed is my house is fairly fairly uh, well insulated and it has a lot of thermal mass because I have cement floors on the first and the second floor lightweight concrete. Right, <clears throat> and it makes for a really. Come on, Stormy, Stormy. Shadow. It makes for a real nice. Um, come here. Oh, for f- fuck's sake! Hang on a second. Come on, you're going outside. Come on. I'm not going to have you throwing everything up today. Anyways, it has a lot of. It has a lot of thermal mass. And uh, and so it basically, once you get the floors up to temperature and the ceiling up to temperature and the house up to temperature, the it doesn't take a long time for it to... Um, it takes a long time for it to cool down. So you have hot water circulating through everything, and, and then all of a sudden, a coal fire requires air for it to burn. You have to be pumping air on it to actually get it... You know, heat it up, right? And and it doesn't smolder very well uh, when there's no air blowing on it, when the fan's not blowing on it, blower's uh-huh. not blowing on it. Like like green wood smolders for a long time. Yeah. This this shit doesn't. This shit if it's if it goes for like two or three hours without the blower turning on, you're not you're gonna have you have to go out and re, re refire the boiler. Uh huh. So. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, learning curve. Huh. Uh, I haven't woke up with cold water yet, for a, for a cold shower in the morning. But uh, I could see how that could happen if it warms up. Like, let's say you have a warming snap where where your house does not cool down like it like it would normally. Uh huh. Um, I could see how you you the fire would just the coals would just go out. Yeah, coal would just go out, and then you're sitting there going, oh, "Okay, now I got cold water for first shower in the morning." And so, have you? A, that's
0: not. Have you decided that you're gonna? Um, oh, what's the word to use? That you're gonna have mix mix coal and wood. Yeah, so well, it sounds like the <clears throat> problem is is that uh, that coal burns out if there's not air flowing through it, and that wood right. and, and we know that wood will burn in a furnace and without forced air right right wood, wood wood will smolder
1: for a long time
0: yeah and
1: and uh the coal the coal doesn't so i what i've been doing is before i go to bed i'll take a log and i'll toss it in on top of the coals right you know to basically off to one side or the other uh-huh. and so it's not right directly in in the in the hottest part of the of the coal bed and that seems to smolder all night long, and then in the morning I wake up and and uh, uh, it's it's still going. But yeah. But but you still have to address the clinker part thing.
0: Yeah, you got so to clean a, that shit out of there. That, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And when you, I got i um, I've got like one of those potato rakes. I guess you call them. They got long tines on them, and you and you uh, you use them to dig potatoes.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, <clears throat> well, I've been using one of those to pull the. To pull the chunks of rock out of there, and you know, just lift them, and then you just lift them out. I mean, they're freaking huge. Uh huh. I mean, I think you need almost need a pitchfork with a, you know, like a like a hay fork or something to get them out of there. Uh huh. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing. I, I'm um, not a hundred percent sold on it, and maybe it's because my boiler is not. It's like a multi fuel forge or multi fuel fuel boiler, so. It may not be the best coal-burning situation there. Okay. You know, maybe that's the reason why it's a little bit different. You know, they some of these um, uh, coal-fired boilers actually have a little pot, and they have an auger that feeds coal into it, uh-huh. and uh, and then I guess is it must have some kind of a sweeper in it or something that pushes the clinkers out of it, and then you can just shovel it off the bottom. Yeah. But and the other the other thing I thought about too is I'm burning what's called nut coal and I'm wondering if maybe rice coal might be a better choice. Cuz that's smaller
0: smaller pieces. It'd be more I mean, expensive, it's
1: really small. It's about a dollar more a bag.
0: It's yeah, it's not that bad. Bag. I I don't know. I think I think the problem is you still get you get clinkers no matter what kind you burn. So you got to have some sort of a system to deal with that before they become um, you know, like situation critical or whatever. <laughs> Before they start blocking shit up, right? Yeah, because that's what'll happen. Um, but you know, but it's interesting because what
1: I'm thinking about doing is if you you basically throw it out in your in your driveway. And your I've got a uh, alongside my building back there is a dirt. I've got a dirt lane, Uh-huh. and you, you basically throw it out in that, and it becomes like a paver. You know, you smush it down, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. on it, it's freaking, it's, like, it's yeah. like cement.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's Well, yeah, that's basically what you're dealing with, is you're dealing with, um, probably since you're burning wood at the same time, and I'm talking out of my ass, but in theory, when you burn wood, you create lime and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you probably actually are making, um, you know, you probably actually are making um, concrete. When you do that, yeah, it's some it. kind of. It's some kind of. Uh, I, it's it's actually pretty
1: damn hard. So whatever it is, it's pretty freaking hard. Uh huh. You know you can't. It doesn't break up real easy. When you, like if you throw it on a cement floor, it doesn't. It doesn't just. Uh huh. You know, turn into dust. Yeah. You know, it's fairly brittle. So I think you throw it out in the in the driveway and you drive on it for a little bit and it'll it'll I think it'll bust it up and make a real nice surface.
0: Yeah, nice gravel. I, I don't mm-hmm. know what they did with the clinkers back in, in coal burning times, but Well they must what? have they must have used it for something. They yeah. Must have I, used it for, yeah. Um,
1: well somebody had told me that Cinder Tracks now this is dating myself quite a bit, but when I when I was running track in junior high and high school. Yeah. Um they had we had Cinder tracks. Yeah, so do we and I think they've all been Replaced up here, um we still have them where I'm at Do you yeah do you? yeah they they uh they replaced them with asphalt because guys when they although I will say this, some of my best times were were recorded on a cinder track' because they were pretty fast, hmm. <clears throat> we had war long spikes and and uh and but I think they people were were getting hurt with the spikes, uh-huh, you know cause they were fricking like needles, they were like three inch needles oof 2 inch needles yeah you know on your and you know and if you ever kicked anybody or you could freaking kill him kicked the side of the head it <laughs> <laughs> freaking spiked well some head. people need that yeah yeah <laughs> but but they were but the tracks were fast but if you happened to fall on them um the cinders would dig into your skin and the joke was always you were picking cinders out of your skin for the rest of your life uh, yeah because they because they would just get in there and Get infected, and
0: yeah, and then, I remember that. I I'd had some falls on on some tracks and things. But, mm-hmm. You know, it's been a while. Okay, so
1: I went hunting. Okay, what uh, happened? It uh, been Friday night. Okay, so it's like a couple days before season ended. Because mm-hmm. the season ended uh, Sunday. Okay. Um, I had hunted opening day. I went for a long walk and basically saw tracks. That's all I saw. Okay. And um, then we had like housefuls of company and Thanksgiving and everything was, you know, and I could not get away to go hunting at all. So about Friday, I I called a buddy of mine and said, Hey, uh, you got both your bucks out of your blind. I said, any chance I could go sit there for a for tonight, or for Friday night, and he's like, yeah, no problem, go out there, you know, so I hopped on my, my Tundra snowmobile, and drove out there, and <clears throat> sat down, and he said, basically, he said the deer come out about five o'clock, which it gets dark, like yeah, five, yeah. twenty, right you know? at dusk, Yeah. yep, so I was sitting there, and about 10, 15 minutes to, to, to five, a spike pops out, and the, the problem with the, um, the problem with the spike is right now we have a uh, a thing in our area where you can only shoot something that has three points on one side. Okay. They're, they're trying to get the bucks to grow bigger, I guess. So uh, you're not allowed to shoot a spike. You're not allowed to shoot a four-corn. You have to have three points on one side for your first year and then four points on one side for the second. Yeah. So I am... Uh, sitting there in this blind, and a spike is there, and he knows he's not going to get shot at. He's pretty happy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: and dumbash. right at about 5.05, another buck walks out. Uh-oh. And I'm scoping it, and, and um, the... Uh, hang, hang on. You quiet now. So I'm scoping it, and lo and behold, it has the right number of points on one side. It's not a big deer... A, it's a nice sized bodied deer probably two-year-old deer uh-huh. um has uh three points on one side not big points but there are three points so i'm looking at it and, and the deer is facing me uh-huh. now i'm a meat hunter uh, any chance i can take a headshot i'll i'll choose it i mean the, the a buck has got to have a humongous rack for me to worry about wrecking a rack Right, because I antler soup doesn't do it for me. <laughs> <clears throat> so all I can think of, and I'm up, I'm up higher on, on a hill, and I'm looking down on him. So, so he's um, the only real good shot I have is like between the shoulder blades, or uh, maybe the top of his head, or something like that. Right. So I'm thinking, well, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to wreck any. Um, any meat. Right. And, the dog. Um, I don't want to wreck any meat, so, I'm watching him real close, and he's, he's eating, off of a, off of a bait pile, and then he's, um, after he's, after he's done eating, he stands up, and he looks around. Ouch. Stands up, and he looks around, and he looks one way, and he looks the other way. I'm thinking, hmm, That's like the only shot I'm going to get is if he looks one way or the other way without shoving a bullet through his body somewhere. Right. So, and it's getting dark, and he's not turning, and he's just doing the same thing over and over again. So he finally, like, okay, I'm going to take a shot. So he looks up, looks to the left, looks to the right. And just before he drops his head back down to eat again, I touched one off, and I was aiming at the only dot that I could see, which was his eyeball. <laughs> and so, and so um, I put my bullet right through his eyeball, and it came out his ear. What were you using? So, um, my three hundred eight. It's
0: scoped? Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say open sights. That's a hell of a shot. Yep.
1: I, was 80, I was 80 yards, so it's not that far.
0: Well, this um, is still a damn good shot. I mean, there's yeah. probably not many people in our audience that are making that shot. No.
1: I can, um, with that rifle, I can at a hundred meters. I can shoot golf balls all day.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we go to the we go to the range, and I always, uh, um, I tease my buddies, you know, because they're trying to get they're happy with a pie plate.
0: At a hundred uh, at a hundred meters with that kind of a rifle. Yeah, they're happy with a pie plate. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's, Those that's, guys that's need the, to practice more.
1: Yeah, that's all they that's all care oh. about. It's like they they just want to you know. If I can hit a pie plate, I'm happy, you know, and I'm like, damn, you know, if I can hit a freaking golf ball, I'm happy, you know, and if I'm, if, and I rarely, rarely miss a golf ball. Yeah. And it's got to be something, you know, I'm, I'm either tired or I haven't, uh... Yeah,
0: wind, um, you breathed, you farted, something like that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, but it's pretty rare. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pretty consistent and, uh, and it just, it just pisses them off to no end. And they won't, They it's like they... You know, everybody wants to do these buck, you know, buck poles and, and, uh, uh, do buck pools and stuff. And I'm like, you know, why let's, uh, let's not do a buck pool because we all know that that's, there's a lot of luck involved in that. I mean, you can, you know, you can have the best spot in the world and be skunked. Yeah. You know, this year that was really weird for us because the, uh, we get, we get dumped on opening day. We Mm -hmm. had freaking a foot. Of snow, opening day, and and it just changed the way the deer were acting. Yeah, I totally. And you know differ. they were no longer going to the same places to eat. They were, you know, just totally changed their, you know, and <clears throat> so when you have things like that that happen, um, you know, it's there's a lot of luck involved in in this in this hunting thing. So I'm always like, well, let's do a shooting thing. Let's do a shooting pool. Let's see who can. You know, let's put a a twenty dollar bill in there and see who can you know, <laughs> at a hundred yards and and uh, um, and see who can get closest to the president or take out the two or take out the O, take out the zero. Yeah. Let Let's see who can do that. And they're all like, No, <laughs> no, just no. We're not doing that. That's that's silly. I was like, Why? Well, because I can shoot a deer. I can't shoot a twenty dollar bill. She's yeah. Like, well, you should be able to.
0: You know, if you're talking two hundred bucks, you should be able to. Well, and then, you know, like, you, it pretty much. I don't know. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that you know, if you're if you're shooting a high-powered rifle with a scope on it, and you can't hit a golf ball at a hundred yards, you, you got to practice a little more. I think so too. Yeah. Um. But you know, I the my problem is is like, I grew up, um basically with nothing to do but go outside with a Red rider BB gun and shoot all day. Yeah. You know, I was, so, so I have... I was
1: born... Mm? I was born a poor
0: black child. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. You all know, I had was a slingshot. A slingshot?
0: A homemade slingshot. Yeah, I have not... You know, I haven't I'm spent just, much I'm time a slingshot, but... I'm just teasing. No, I know. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. I... It was marksmanship was always something I kind of liked to do. So right. I don't know what do I know. Well, Not well it was like important.
1: That. I think if you were raised in a family that that was important. Um, it it was like your your marksmanship skills were. Um, you know, if you grew up in a family that, that that the dad didn't hunt or the dad didn't never went off to war or did anything like that. Um, you pretty much that's why they're saying that hunting is actually a dying a dying art. Yeah. You know, in our world it's it's um it's still real active, but but you know, in the in the giant scheme of things it's
0: really not. Yeah. Um well you wanna you wanna hear something crazy. Um my dad never hunted ever. Mean. Yeah. Except like maybe yeah, your a couple times there, ever. Though, right? Some, grandfather did? he, he, they didn't hunt deer. He never hunted deer that I knew of. Really? Yeah. So like I'm a, you know, my grandpa was in the Navy, but my dad wasn't military. And, uh, you know, I didn't come from like a huge hunting family, but the thing is, is like, I learned to shoot mostly out of boredom. Mm-hmm. BBs are damn cheap. Yes. You know, and it's, uh, it was fun because it was like a game you know, I didn't always shoot it at, uh, I'd shoot anything. There was like a a rotten apple on a tree, you know, however far away I'd see how many times I could hit it. Mm -hmm. And then it got to the point where I'd see if I could shoot the stem and make the apple fall, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff, stuff like that, you know, so like that's more where I came at it. And then I got to like the taste of deer meat and then, so I started. It's like hunting for real after I could shoot. Right. You know. And then it was also I had the job of um, of uh, cleaning out my grandpa's barn of sparrows because my great great um, great great grandfather planted a bunch of walnut trees, and mm. uh, what what happened then was um, some of those walnut trees got harvested and that wood got stored up in my grandpa's barn. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't a problem that there were sparrows in the barn until um, we got that wood up there and then nobody wanted any more sparrows in the barn. Right. You know, so that's... did
1: Did you guys get barn swallows too?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. But they, you know, most, mostly, I think barn swallows are kind of a misnomer in that, most of, most barn swallows don't hang out in barns. It's, well, they, they're it's in the rare.
1: basements. They're in the basements. We had them in the basement of our barn. They never were yeah, in the I upper guess part. I, I they guess were in I, the basement uh, part. Yeah, I guess. I guess I build, do they, remember because they used to build mud nests up against the, up against the beams. Yeah, but we used to have a milk inspector all the time. That he hated them in the barn. He said they
0: gave you lice. Well, um, sparrows themselves will occasionally have, um, lice, you know, so that's kind of my, I, I'm the first person in my family to hunt deer for a long time. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, and it's kind of a anomaly. My uncle hunts them. My uncle, uh, that lives in Des Moines and that's where I go most of the time to do my hunting is with him. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I, and I don't know where he got it cause my grandpa never really hunted much, you know. So, I don't know. It's not, it's not a, you know what the next, um, the next thing
1: I want to get is a, it's not a, a quote unquote firearm, but it's a, it's one of those um, high powered pellet guns or BB guns. Uh, yeah, I have are, one. Well, ones yeah. that, are, that you fill us with scuba tanks. No, I don't have one of those, but I want one. Yeah. Those yeah, are those freaking are, those awesome. Those are like, I know, they're like 500 bucks.
0: Well, yeah, the gun Enough. is, but the, the, the thing to fill the, what you want to get is you want to get the the pump to fill the scuba tanks, but a pump that'll do that, to because I've looked into these before, the pump to fill those scuba tanks is like crazy money, like yeah. unbelievably Couple. expensive to get that pump. Yes, yeah, um, so I
1: can just go to the scuba shop and I have two tanks in my garage, three mm-hmm. tanks, four tanks in my garage. I just take my tanks over and get them filled.
0: Lucky <laughs> see, I don't have a scuba shop by me, so I'm yep. kind of hosed. But I don't know. It's uh, but those those guns are like crazy powerful. You can see videos, and the, actually, you want to know where those are real popular?
1: Hmm. Is, oh, uh, en- England. England.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they can't have um, they can't. They're not really allowed to have like real firearms. Right. So I don't know. Um, but they, those things are ridiculous, and I, I definitely want one of those. But yeah, you know, wanting yeah. and having.
1: Well. well, and it's you know, it's the thing is, is for some reason, I just every time I'm like in the market for uh, some kind of gun, I, that never crosses my mind until afterwards.
0: Yeah, and then you're like, well, why didn't I get? Um, yeah, because they, those will kill critters. Oh yeah. They, there's videos of people actually hunting deer with those things. Yeah. They yeah. are those are crazy crazy weapons, you know. Mhm. But uh Mhm. Anyway, knife news. Um there's a pretty big story in the knife world right now. Uh Spill it. Spill it. Okay, the story is um Prometheus Design Works mm-hmm. has released a uh scouting knife. Did you see those?
1: yes I thought they were very very cool
0: I not only thought they were cool but I bought the burnt stag model nice and they I don't think they've shipped them yet but uh, once I get that uh, I'll probably do a little video on them Um, I am a big fan of traditional knives I know that not all of our audience members are but I I like them and uh, I think you know we talk about well what's gonna make something collectible well, um one thing that I think will make something collectible if it's as if it's by a company like um, Prometheus Design Works that has mm-hmm. this big, huge track record of making really cool shit, mm-hmm. and they do you know um why can you fill our audience in with a little bit of the history with regards to where the designers from Prometheus Design Works came from <coughs> Tad Gear is a
1: was a a company that was formed um hang on one second i gotta look something up
2: bark river knives offers the best combination of ultra modern cnc components and old world craftsmanship all bark river knives are hand convex ground and sharpened to perfect cutting geometry for the task they are designed to perform bark river knives are available through our authorized dealers
1: He's the.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know who he teamed up with, but,
0: um, but he he. So Patrick. He's the, used he's to the work thrust. with. Yeah, he used to work with. Um, triple lot design. Well, he
1: was triple lot design. Okay, let me Wait, I'll, I'll,
0: Yeah, so we we need was, a little he bit more. He started it.
1: He's the one that. He's the one that actually. Started it right from the get go. Tad Tad Gear is Patrick Ma. Okay. He basically was selling knives off his kitchen table, and from there that grew. He was actually one of my early, early advertisers
0: uh-huh.
1: on knife forms and uh, he was um, he had the handle of Prometheus way back nineteen ninety seven, right ninety eight. He had this. He had that um, that that design name, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. So he basically opened up a storefront in California. I think it was in San Francisco, but I can't be sure.
0: Yeah, they he's, they've got stores in uh, San Francisco for sure. Yep, and then they um, he took on
1: a couple partners. Okay, and they started expanding into the clothing and the. Uh, he was doing some of that earlier, but it was like it became like so much for him to handle that. That he brought on a couple guys that were big followers, had some money, um, and then they squeezed him out. Okay. They literally shut him down, shut him out, and uh, froze him out of the company. And so I'm not sure how they ever resolved it. We had a huge discussion about it, Um, him and I did, and I kind of pointed him some a certain directions that he
0: needed to look at and Ah uh, um, in the background people you hear a white-throated sparrow <laughs> it's my clock i know <laughs> it's they're way out of season for where you live oh yeah yep um but they but so he um he basically uh
1: started up his own company, and I'm not sure if he ever got the issues resolved with Triple out Design, but it was not a... uh, It was not an amicable split. Okay. So so he hooked up with uh, uh, another one or two guys, I think, and set up Prometheus Design Works. Okay. And that's where a lot of this... uh,
0: a lot of this new stuff is coming from. Okay, so and um, another topic that that uh, comes to mind here um, is that uh, companies like uh, Tad Gear and Prometheus Designs—they are not gear makers or knife makers. Okay, that so um, what they are is uh, they're designers. Right. So, so basically what you're buying is you're buying a design, uh, that is, that is manufactured by whoever it is. They, they get to manufacture it. So, um, you know, it, a lot of the quality will depend on where they're, where they're getting these things made. Um, and I don't, I don't have any idea where they're getting them made. Um, but, uh, I like their stuff. I think it's, real unique um, really f- everything that I have from tad gear from back when he was working with them is amazing awesome stuff and mm-hmm. like all of their stuff gets copied by other companies eventually like the mm-hmm. the tan coat that you and I have the tan mm-hmm. uh soft shell what's the name of that it's mm-hmm. um who makes that it's uh I always forget who makes those things
1: well there's
0: uh I have a tad gear one yeah so do i but you you also have the knockoff one
1: right i have two or three different knockoff ones i have one from range thirty seven okay That is a uh what the hell is the brand name on that mm i cannot remember it it's it's like one of the one of the clothing makers it's like
0: uh, uh rathco it's not Rothko. it's uh
1: yeah Rothko. i have one of them that's a Rothko. that's the one from range thirty seven and then the other one is a It's a con-
0: starts with a C. Um, Condor? Yeah, maybe. Here. It's the company that makes these um hats. So, yeah, it's a Condor. I have yeah. the I have the Condor one. And I, yeah. I you know, the Condor knockoff is every bit as good as the original. I hate to say uh. it, but um you know what? The the original's still freaking better. Like Yeah. You know sorry, it's that you know, it's uh and then the other thing that is cool is that um that uh you know it's it's a couple guys that that seem to know what they're doing and then they design something cool that like is is better for doing what it is they wanna do. If that mm-hmm. makes if that makes sense to people. But um I don't know sometimes uh sometimes it's hard to get the it seems like it's coming from an authentic place. How's that? Yeah. Does that work? I, okay. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I like the I like the Prometheus Design Works. Um, I still like Tad Gear's stuff, but I wonder how much of that stuff is them who's ever currently running the company making it, and how much of it is stuff that they're living off from when um, Patrick was there. And. I I can't claim to have any inside knowledge as to that so I won't I won't go into it but anyway so he released a scout knife um you know I'm sure that they sourced it to a really good maker uh and it, it's just a very classic looking um really nice classic looking knife so um check those It's out, interesting people.
1: because that one that one blade that's in there is uh Is not something that is typically on on the knives there's that one that like it would have been the uh, like the can opener uh-huh blade uh-huh on that knife is not the can opener blade it's another kind of a maybe a skinning i don't even know what the hell you'd call that blade shape. So it's so it is kind of unique in that in that they replaced one of the blades with uh you see the one I'm
0: talking about? Yeah. <clears throat> mm. But I, I wish I mean, it's, that it's I had cool. the it's cool looking. Yeah, I wish that I had the capability of uh, designing something and getting people shit to, to make my designs so I didn't have to monkey with it. <laughs> so I'm yeah. kinda I'm kinda jealous of him. You know, I'm a little bit hateful. A little <laughs> don't be a hater don't I'm, be a I'm hater hating, I'm hating just a little bit um, because yeah, um, be I hater. design really cool shit that I like and that people buy the hell out of but then I have to make it and then people bother me to make it and I don't know it's a bite in the ass isn't it yeah it's, it's a pain in the in ass to make stuff
1: okay I'm going to Instagram
0: this what's that you're going to that, that, uh, what we just talked about. Yeah, so I bought the, um, I bought the, uh, stag. Nice.
1: Stag, the,
0: the, the light colored one there.
1: Mm hmm. How many are they making of each one, do you know?
0: I don't know. They didn't say, but I know it's a very limited run. So if you guys want to buy one, I would seriously buy one now. Because that, you know, that stuff tends to sell out quick. And I, you know, the reason I'm buying it, um, is not because I think it'll go up in value because I'm never going to fricking sell it. Uh, Mm -hmm. the reason I would buy it is because, um, of the designer and, uh, I like the designer. I like, um, the work that he's done and, uh, I don't know. I'll probably never use that knife because the stag handled one was 215 (laughs) bucks. Ouch. And there's some etching on the blade, which I worry would wear off eventually. Yep. Um, yep. But uh,
1: how do I? Uh, I'm trying to uh, look at Instagram here, and I'm trying to do it online. I'm not sure I can do that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is it not letting you?
1: Well, I don't know if I can. I can Instagram something from my computer. Hmm. Maybe I can. I don't know. I just don't know how to do it yet. It's new to me guys. Sorry.
0: <laughs>
1: I have to figure out a workaround here.
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna send you something. I wanna okay. I wanna talk about a couple um challenges I'm having. Uh, in the you know, making knives and stuff just so that people understand it's uh you know, not all gravy <laughs> and that uh <laughs> that, you know, people have foibles and troubles and fuck-ups, and you see the finished product, but a lot of time you don't know all the heartache that went into it. Um, I'll talk about that one in a little bit. So, on the last podcast, you guys know that uh, I was working with a guy to design him a custom knife, and he wanted it to be uh, Civil War era compatible, right? Well, so I designed this knife that's I think really freaking awesome, right? And uh, Jim, that Jim wanted it, and I've I've done some design tweaks to it, and I am actually going to make those available as a one-off custom. I'm going to do them out of ten seventy-five, and they'll have a hormone line on it. Um, I'm making progress. I don't know if you can see this. Can you see? It's probably oh, yeah, yeah. not bright yep, enough. Yep. 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 No, um, I see it. Yeah. So you can see <clears throat> I'm making big time progress on getting those hormones to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have to figure out a polishing process so that it looks, uh, really good. Um, the problem with a Hamon line is it'll wear off and then I'll have to re-etch it. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so he wanted me to design him this Civil War compatible knife with, that looks traditional, um, but would still perform. And so I designed this knife that I thought was fucking badass. And, uh then I don't hear anything from him for a few days, and then I get a drawing back of a knife that he wants me to make and it's basically the blade shape um, how would you describe that it's just a it's a big huge frickin' chopper if you if you look yep
1: i I look at that and I see actually like um I think I sent. I said to you the other day. I said you need to put a douche hole in it. Yeah. Okay. It kind of looks
0: like a, like a, um, like a. Uh, well, it's but it basically it's it's kind of the modern style of big chopper. So it's a yeah, it's a yeah. seven it's and a half. It's
1: not. It's like everybody's making one of
0: those. Yeah, it's like a seven and a half <laughs> inch blade that with that where the point drops. Um, yep. Uh, you know so, and then he he designed me this handle that he put a handle on the drawing that i just i sent it to jim i just was not i was not making that handle um so i i played with it i tried to make a little bit more ergonomic and to, to have that whole um, visual tension thing going Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and i redesigned a handle uh and i'm holding it up for jim to see right now yeah and, that
1: looks really good
0: yeah actually and and you know for for working within the constraints of what the guy wanted me to do i was able to talk him into a better handle uh and then he wanted everything done like exactly like you know so i took and printed out all the all the design stuff that we'd done and i cut it out and i paid you know what's interesting about that is the it. one
1: design the one design's constraint about being civil war era
0: yeah, is. well it's yeah, it's no longer. Yeah, <laughs> he's, you're, he's, you're not, he's now a, fell out of that hole. Brian. Well, that's that's what he said is like I I I decided I don't want to do that. I want to have oh, okay. a, a knife that um like harkens to my Scottish ancestry, right? So he wants the hand, handle to have specific colors so that it matches his clan whatever um the skirt that they wear. Um but uh <laughs> so, you know, so I I he wanted he was very specific. He had all these things and like, you know, I was I was considering just dropping him and just saying, "Look, you need to find another maker because like I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to make him happy." So I took the thing that we the design we finally agreed agreed upon, cut it out, contacted cemented it to a bar of steel and ground it exactly. And I didn't like it. Um, I did not like it at all. The handle was too fat. And so last night I called him or not called him. I sent him a message. I'm like, dude, let me, let me play a little bit with this handle. Let me thin it down a bit. And I literally probably took off a, you know, a few thousands here, a few thousands there, probably total. I took off, um, maybe an eighth inch, In in a couple different spots, and it's so much better. It's it's Mm -hmm. like so much better than it was. Um, But uh, anyway, so that's some some tales of woe from (laughs) knife making. Well, that's and that and that happens. It it is a process that trying to design within constraints, and then you know the thing is is like I've said this before. You you can make something that looks good on paper, but but when you go to try to actually when you have it in your hand, even if it's an exact copy of what it is on paper, it, it can look goofy, it can look disproportioned when you actually make it. You know, right. so you, you you can't be so uncompromising that you want you're unwilling to change things that absolutely need to be changed. Right. You know? Right, right. Um but uh the the knife that I designed for um the Civil War thing I've uh I've I'm gonna make it. I'm still waiting for some more steel here and I'm waiting for some other parts. Um but I'm making it And it's gonna be called the Big Jim. <laughs> Did you see the picture I sent you? Oh yeah, that's very cool. Yeah I like that. Well I, I got uh I I got some special handle material. Oh sweet. I got uh some stabilized camel bone. Oh sweet. That's white with uh little black lines through it. And then Sweet. I haven't decided what to do for a liner yet because the camel bone itself won't be thick enough to make a very ergonomic handle. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like you could do like a quarter inch black G10 in there. You know, that that is still kind of, I, I don't know, what do you think? What would you do for a liner on that?
1: You could do black, you could do red, You could do you could do... Red and blue,
0: mm-hmm.
1: do two two liners and red and blue, so it looks like red, white, and blue. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah,
2: that'd be, be badass. That. I mean,
1: liners, li- liners are cool. If you to use them like that. To uh, I mean, it's mm-hmm. make for a nice uh, make for a nice color.
0: Yeah. So if I got like uh,
1: hmm. Yeah, you just put you just put you know you basically put one yeah other yeah yeah color you just
0: yeah well the the thing is is like now I'm trying to think because uh, the outside's going to be white <laughs> so yeah. it'd be so it'd be either blue red white or red blue white so it'd be off a little bit yeah how would you do wait how would you do that well you could do you could do red I mean you yeah just, do just one red. color is
1: fine yeah red, red would be red
0: pretty red. badass I think
1: mm-hmm.
0: is this going to have no. uh, so I have some quarter inch. Uh, Red G10, and it's not bright red, it's like blood red. Oh, cool. Yeah, so um, whenever you... It looks bright red, but then once you get it polished up and actually get it onto a knife, it, it ends up being like blood red, like dark blood. Nice. So I think that's what I'll end up doing. Um, nice. Sounds good. Let's see, I wanted to uh, thank one of our listeners, Corey Murphy, for recommending the movie Chef. Uh, it's a very good movie. My wife and I watched it.
2: Oh, and uh you see that?
0: Yeah, she liked it. Uh it was a good movie. Um it's got Who's John, in that? John Favreau and some other other people. Like there's a there's a Hispanic guy in there um that was in 6 Feet Under. That huh. Um so I I don't know what his name is, but he's a good actor. It's a good good show. I liked it. Um let's see. I want to talk about something else. Okay. I want to talk about Why is there all this hate in this life for chipped beef on toast? (laughs) Because
1: it tastes like shit.
0: No. (laughs) Uh,
1: I think, you know why? It's kind of funny because it has the word, people call it shit on a shingle. Yeah. It was something that they served in the army and, and guys during the war hated it. It's because they weren't it wasn't prepared right. Oh whatever. <laughs> whatever. My I mean my dad my my dad hated it. And and um I remember as a kid one time, um uh, trying to think of who the hell made it.
0: And my dad wouldn't eat it. It was funnier, <laughs> funnier and shit. Well, I you know, I think it's I think basically you have to look what it is, okay? It's beef. And it's a gravy that's poured over a carbohydrate, so other things that are exactly like that are biscuits and gravy, which people tear up uh uh chicken a la king, which people tear up so you know I think it has to be that 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 some at some point along the line somebody did the dirty and made like a really low quality version of it yeah with, I think with the terrible. Yeah. With terrible <laughs> ingredients and the toast was probably they probably made the toast up yesterday and then let it like sit in a steamer and got soggy and nasty. You know, but I honestly people, if you make chip beef on toast and you like care about it, it's it's awesome. It's one of my favorite things. But mm-hmm. um anyway, so I just wanted to now, bring do it do, do you do you
1: make it with that, that uh that cured meat that you
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason I made that cured beef. Yeah,
1: that's funny. Right, but it's <laughs> it's like so good. Do you know this company?
0: Um, what is it? Oh, sausage making. Yeah, yeah, I know them. I order from them a lot. Do yeah. you? Yeah, SausageMaking.com dot com or whatever. I just
1: I just stepped into the to the next level.
0: You're gonna do a fermented sausage.
1: <laughs> I just, no, actually, I just stepped into the next realm because I bought pink salt.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, so now so, you can make your own cures.
1: Yep. So you, rather than so rather than have it uh, using TenderQuick and having it, I mean TenderQuick works really well for um Canadian uh, for my, bacon for for the Canadian bacon. Yeah, I mean, it's it's phenomenal. I we just we ate literally ate a whole loin of Canadian bacon while my my company was all here. Yeah, I mean frickin' made egg McMuffins. We made. You know, had had it in um, uh, omelets. Um, I mean, it's just people were just slicing it and eating it, mm-hmm. just like candy. And um, uh, but I think I may even be able to step up that a little bit by making it a little bit less salty and more sweet with this cure because you don't need as much salt. Yeah. Well, yeah. TenderQuick has a has a has a certain percentage of salt to to yeah.
0: nitrates. And it's it's set. You know, and there's nothing you, can't you, can adjust it. It. you
1: can't adjust fire at all. Yeah. <clears throat> and if you've got a product that you're making that you're going to be able to refrigerate, there's no reason to have as much salt in it, I don't think.
0: Okay, now here's another thing that people need to know about. Um, so there's instacure, but there's instacure number one and instacure number two, people. Oh. And you have to be careful because one of them is made um, for curing, when you're gonna uh, when you're gonna cook it afterwards. So like for bacon, and one of them is made for curing where you're going to hang up the meat um, without any cooking and let it. Now uh, that's a that.
1: Which one is which? The two. Well, is for the, the cooking?
0: yeah, you it says on there. Um, it says on there which one is which. But it, just just beware that if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a dried beef, or not necessarily a dried beef, but. Um, you know if you're going to try to do something like a capicola where where you're just putting raw meat up and letting it hang at room temperature like you got to have the right insta cure for that otherwise right. you're going to get sick um and right. don't ask me how i know that um <laughs> let's see uh oh and and speaking of cured foods i just started another batch of sauerkraut and nice. it's very happily bubbling away. This one is just made with regular cabbage. Um, people, if you want to try this at home, go on Amazon and look up Picklemeister. Get yourself a wide-mouth mason jar, and uh, all you have to do is slice up a head of cabbage super duper thin. Uh, mix it with, with. If you have a thousand grams of cabbage, you need 25 grams of salt. So you know you can you can do a little this is where your algebra and fractions come in. Actually, that would be algebra. So you actually do use algebra as an an adult. So you just make a little little proportion thing, you know, so 25 to 1000 is X to say 560 grams and solve for X and then you will know um, how much salt to add. So you're looking for a two and a half percent salt and you let that sit a little bit. It's gonna form a little juice. You pack that cabbage into your picklemeister um, put the picklemeister lid on, uh, fill the airlock, and let it sit for about a month. You don't have to do anything else. And it, it, it's the best tasting cabbage you've ever had in your life. Um, for Thanksgiving, I had red cabbage that was crowded up. And uh, so there you go, people. Sounds easy. Yep. Hey, um, so I think we're going to take a little bit of a break here, folks, and uh, we will be right back. We still all Oh yeah, we're still on. We're still recording. Life is good. Okay. Uh, what do you know uh, knife news wise? <clears throat> did well first off,
1: you had Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. we had Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and um, what did you carve your turkey with?
0: Um actually I used a uh, a Henkel twin star uh carving knife um i don't even know if they still make them anymore twin star let me see if they even still make them yeah i don't think they i don't think they make them anymore yeah they they don't uh they don't make them the way they used to anyway um but yeah i used a, a henkel twin star it's a good knife yeah i um
1: i used uh my Bark uh, River, basically, it's a, car- it's, a, it's a knife designed specifically for slicing. Okay. And um, I used that. It was a, a carving knife, I guess you'd call it. Uh, big, long, sweeping blade. Did a nice job. I did two turkeys. Jeez. We fed two 20-pound turkeys. I fed a uh, 100 and... No, it felt like 121, but it was only 21. Mm. <laughs> but we had a good time. We, we served a lot of cured meat and meat plates prior to the to the meal. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. <clears throat> and all of this talk about cured meats, I was just... I wanted to rummage around through the, through the refrigerator and eat some of my cured meat that I've been making. I've got a whole cooler full of... Uh, full of stuff that, that is um, uh, was in my refrigerator that my wife told me I had to get out of the refrigerator so it's sitting in the cooler right now I gotta put, a, go put it back. But all of of cured meats, you know, just cured meats
0: that Oh I just I like it a lot. So do you wanna cooler. hear do you wanna hear some actual knife news or do you want to talk about that knockoff thing that we know about first? Um, what's the actual knife news tell me about? Okay, so one of them is, uh, comes from the Charlotte Observer. Uh, some kid tried to get in a school there with a clown mask and two big knives. (laughs) (laughs) like Fucking evil clown mask. And this, uh, guy, uh, the security officer, uh, stopped him, uh, before he was able to get in there. And, let's see, um, on... November 28th in Ohio, which is where uh, our uh, Lon Humphrey is from, Mm -hmm. uh, in Akron. It says, Akron police shoot man allegedly holding knives to woman's throat. (laughs) Um, So he got shot.
1: That's a shootable offense.
0: Yeah, well, he was holding two knives to his girlfriend's uh, throat, and the officer is hailed as uh, um, saving the woman's life. It was on... uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, the officers told him to drop the knives, and he wouldn't. So they fired multiple shots, um, hitting the suspect in the right leg. Uh, he dropped Hit the him knives. In the leg? Yep. What the, what the hell? Uh, Should have shot him in the head. Well, I don't know. Maybe that. I don't know. I I wasn't there. I can't criticize the shoot, but um, it did end well for uh, our poor lady victim. Um, well, that's
1: that's a good thing, but.
0: Yep. What else you want to talk about? I'd i have shot him in the head. I have some political stuff today too, and oh, plus really? we have that other thing. Yeah. Well, we probably have a lot of political stuff today. Um, we can't talk about it till we give people fair warning. So are we, we are we done talking about knives? Well, um,
1: you know I, I shot my deer and I tell you what I skinned it out with and butchered it. We're uh, not butchered it yet because I'm gonna go. I'm gonna butcher it tomorrow.
0: Hey, let's talk about hanging your deer. Okay. Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan um, because where where I'm at, um, unless unless it's well, in archery season, you have to be temperature.
1: Season, you have to be temperature conscious.
0: It has to be at exactly the right temperature. Is the problem? And guys around here will hang their deer if it's uh, if they get it during bow season, they'll hang it and they'll hang it for like three days, and it's like seventy degrees out. It's like, dude, you're basically it's, rotting that meat. Like yes, yeah. So that's why I haven't and then if I hang it during the winter um you know the place, the only place I'd have to hang it would be outside or in my garage and uh what would happen then is it would be frozen solid within one day yeah you know and i i um I've had a big thing where uh I try to uh get the deer from the field to my to completely processed packaged and uh in the freezer. As quick as possible for a long time, yeah. but I I don't know what. Are, See, why don't you tell what, people this is your, what I've this is approach. what I've
1: found over the years. And and I don't know if it's right or wrong. I just know it seems to work for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I like to take the skin off as quickly as possible. Okay. And cool the meat down as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. I like to. Um, call me silly, but I like to. I don't like to field dress a deer. I, I would rather hang a deer up and take the guts out of it while the deer is hanging. You you do a much nicer job when you do that. So if you have the ability to move a deer with the guts in it,
0: as um, long as they're not spilling out of the damn thing, which is right. right. With, with some of these well, shots, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a different. That's a, and, I that's and an the other story. thing I would say is if you could get it. Uh, if you can get it hung quickly, yes, you you don't want to leave that stuff in there for for you know long <clears throat> at
1: all. I I literally had my deer from the sh- from the shot to hanging up by a chain fall and the guts out of it in a matter of within a half an hour.
0: Yeah, then that's acceptable. That's the way you to know, do it within yeah. a half an hour.
1: And yeah. and I know if people can feel dress. You know, if you if you need to field dress it, you need to field dress it. I mean, that, there's no. I mean, if you got to go a long distance before you're going to be hanging it up, that's, you know, just try not to get it. Try, try not to let rigor set in before you hang it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah. So, so the, um, the the trick is to get stuff up and get it processed. I yep. I think as quickly as possible. And well, for, yeah, me, for me, for me, that this means what, get the, it into the freezer. But you know, I am yeah. probably in the in the tiniest minority yeah. of people that does. See, it that
1: I way. I I like to let I like to let the blood drain out of my deer before I um, before I butcher it. Uh-huh. And w- what I've noticed is that when you hang a deer up by the back legs and you let it hang in like under I would say under forty degree temperature. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhere between, you know, 35 and 40 degrees, maybe even up to 45 degrees is okay. Right. Um, and it, and it basically what happens is any of the, any of the moisture and, and blood basically starts dripping out. And, and I've noticed that when you do it for like two or three days in that, in those kind of temperatures, um, you'll have a, you'll have a puddle of blood underneath the deer. So it's, so it is draining and, <clears throat> What happens is when you go directly from the warmth uh, of the the animal directly into the freezer, you end up with, um, uh, when you start cooking it, you end up with a lot of blood in your good, bad, or indifferent. Some people like it. I, I particularly don't um, like it that way. Uh-huh. I, I would rather have a piece of meat that when I'm cooking it, I don't see puddles of blood um, uh, turning gray in in the fry pan because right. I, because I don't eat venison um rare or or medium rare. I I tend to eat it um because the way I the way I butcher everything is I have very few roasts with my venison. I have very little ground venison because what I do is I as I'll I'll take a, a let's say for example a rear leg, I'll put it on my butcher block and I will separate the muscle groups. Mhm. And I will pull all the sil- silver skin off of it, and then I will butterfly those into steaks. Right. So I try to make, and I bone everything out. I try to make the the most butterflied steaks as I can make out of a deer. Mm-hmm. And then everything else goes into some kind of stew meat or, or burger. But I grind very, very little of a deer. Um, and this year, I'm going to probably even make a little bit less steaks because I'm going to probably try to cure more of the of the um, uh, rear muscles mm-hmm. and and Kieran smoking them and using them and slicing them and using them as lunch meat, <clears throat> but like I said, it's I don't know why it is, but it seems what I've noticed is that when I um, and and it, besides that, when it's when it drains like that, it's easier. the The muscles become more firm, and it seems like they slice a lot easier. So, like like I said, I'm doing everything by with a knife, so that and i and i make um i do what's called a butterfly steak which is i i make my first cut down like 3 quarters the way through a a chunk of meat you know maybe a quarter of an inch thick and then i make the next slice all the way through so then when you open it up it looks like a well it looks like a it looks like a butterfly i guess
0: mhm
1: and that's that's the way I do them and it's the way my dad did them. Mm-hmm. And so we've done we've done all of our deer like that. I can't imagine taking my deer to a butcher and having a butcher do it. Um because they tend to they tend to slice with a saw where they'll take a, a rear leg and they'll just, you know, they'll slice with the bone through it and and I think I I personally think that the bone and the and any kind of marrow that they slide the blade through as they're cutting through the meat actually adds a different flavor to the meat and maybe some of the wild gamey taste. Um, I don't know because my my venison doesn't taste gamey when I cook it.
0: Uh-huh. You know, and all
1: I do is basically pan fry it with a little flour and salt and pepper. You know, in in butter mm-hmm. or olive oil or you know whatever. But it, and I that's just like I said, that's just the way I eat it and 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 it's like literally like candy for us we eat it like candy sweet um, mhm but that's like i said that and i use and i don't use the saw i don't use you know i don't use any of that stuff i don't because i think the like i said i think the marrow adds to the gaminess of a deer and then it makes me wonder when i hear people say oh my god my venison was really really gamey I'm th- i i always think in the back of my head let's see you've probably hung it by the head you probably let it hang there for a fricking month and then you took it somewhere and had them saw it. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're, that's why you're not happy with the way your deer tastes because I've not ever had a deer that's, you know, whether it was a swamp deer or whether it was a, you know, a mule deer shot in Wyoming, whether it was a white tail deer that was corn fed Mm -hmm. or acorns or, you know, beach nuts or whatever um I just have not had that experience where the where the deer meat tasted like shit
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i hear people t- say that all the time yeah and i and i i the only thing i can i can think of is that you know it's they're mishandling the meat when when they uh um you know and some people like shitty shitty tasting meat <laughs> you know and it's oh, I love venison, and you taste their venison, and it's like, oh, that tastes terrible.
0: Yeah, I don't know,
1: I don't know how you could eat that, <laughs> but but me, I like I I I like it the way I do it, and and it's 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 more work. It's definitely more work. I mean, you spend you know three or four out good a good solid three or four hours uh, working on a deer, and it's it, it's always easier if you have more than one person doing it. Goes obviously goes faster, but mm-hmm. um, and the other thing that I started doing a couple years ago was uh, using a vacuum bagger.
0: Uh huh. You know, a uh, food saver. Yeah, bags yeah. For, that for makes freezer. a huge difference. Yep.
1: Yeah. And before that, we used to use we used to always wrap them in in uh, in uh, wax paper.
0: Oh yeah, or the butcher paper.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep. We did that for years. The white butcher freezer paper. Uh-huh. You know, mark on it what it was and and. Uh, uh, with a Sharpie marker and tape it up, and and that's the way it went. We've done that forever.
0: Yeah, it's, that's a, a lot of butchers still do it that way. Um, like when we get our hog butchered, um, most of the time it comes that way, and that's fine. Um, usually they wrap it in plastic first, and then they wrap it in that butcher paper. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be done correctly, or you get freezer burn on your meat. Um and that's that's what you're trying to avoid with like a food saver. Um uh about knives, um I wanted to draw attention to a uh custom maker that I met at Blade Show uh I think in twenty ten. Mm-hmm. Uh his name is Dylan Fletcher. hmm. Have you you met him? Is did he go to wasn't he one of the guys that came to PWYP? No i I don't think so um I don't think he's been at p w i p when I was there, but he may have been but anyway he he and andy roy i think he was a, he used to work for Andy Roy as an apprentice or something um but now he's he's pretty firmly uh on his own doing his own thing now uh i wanted to draw attention to one of his models that i thought was really flipping cool and that I would buy if there was one available and that's the Hatchula so if you go to www.fletcherknives.com and then go to the gallery if you scroll oh I don't know about halfway down the page you're gonna see a thing called the Hatchula and it's a real unique design and the idea is you've got this you know kind of chopper utility camp knife but um, theoretically you can also use it as a spatula but I, th- I thought that was one of his neatest models and at blade show that year, that was the, the knife that I thought was, um, that was probably the knife that I would have bought if I had the money and if there was one available. There, he didn't have one available that year. So anyway, I just, I wanted to draw attention to him and then this kind of leads me into another thing. Um, so you have something that's a unique design um I've never seen anybody make a knife like that before. Uh it's got unique features. It's made by a cool guy that, that's a real nice guy, one of the nicest guys you're ever gonna meet. Um now how would everybody think what what would what would everybody think about it if a big company came along and took that knife and just fucking mass produced it for thirty bucks? Yep, because they that do is, that. They do that all the time. They they will come and they will take a design like Jim and I know I we cannot say it yet cuz the knife hasn't been released and people we know are connected to it and we don't have the whole story yet. But um they there's a big company that just took a very recognizable um and highly sought after custom knife uh that that Jim and I both know the maker um i know like the the guy who is probably the only reason that people are interested in that knife for anyway uh and they a big company just came along and fucking ripped it off like you know so i i don't think that's i don't think that's cool i'm not down with that like no and you know what you know what's
1: funny about that too okay people know People in the knife community think that we are the end-all. Which, in the knife community, we are the end-all for knife companies. But there are certain realities, and one of them is that we are a very small community, and a lot of these knife companies are pitching to a bigger, much larger audience. Um, The knife community buys a lot of knives, from a lot of different companies, uh-huh. and they'll and they'll buy a lot of. When I say a lot of knives, I'm talking, you know, four or five, you know, models from the same company. Right. Um, a lot of the knife consumers will buy one knife. It, you know, they're just not. They'll they'll buy one knife and they'll use it year after year after year when they're hunting, or year after year after year when they're camping, but they won't buy a lot of different knives <clears throat> and so I'm not sure what the percentage is of knife sales like let's let's use Gerber as an example I got to believe that Gerber sells more knives to non-knife community people yeah than knife community people right I'm, I'm just speculating because I because the knife community is a big community but it's not it's not the world
0: um, and by knife community, he's talking about guys like us that are complete and total yeah, nuts we, about it. Like it's yeah, it's a, we listen it's a to hobby.
1: Podcasts about knives, we freaking look at pictures about knives. We you know we we
0: we have yeah. You we had, all
1: know about the affliction that we have.
0: Yeah, it's it's like a you have yeah. a passion for it. Like like people have a passion for um, cars you know yeah, like guys guys stamps. go crazy about cars guys go crazy about and gals go crazy about like wine um they go crazy about guns you know we're we're that way only we're nuts about knives you know or art you know people pay you know uh 20 million dollars for some painting you know um so you know we're the the people that are that crazy about knives it's it's a small number of people relative to the number of people who in in the world who buy knives. I think is what you're trying to say. Right, 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 right.
1: And and um and so when you have a uh when you have a company that pretty much disregards what is going on in the knife community, they just are using it to steal designs. Um I have a I have a bit of an issue with that.
0: Yeah, like if you're going to lift somebody's design, um give them credit. You know, yeah. like like, well, uh, call them
1: up. Make a deal with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. What, what the hell? Give me if somebody wants to make one of my knives. I, I'm telling you, I, I can't make enough knives to meet my demand. Okay, so if somebody wanted to make one of my knives, and and uh, mass produce it, fine. Go ahead and do it. Um, number one, give me credit. Number number two, give me a, a reasonable cut. It's my intellectual work. Don't be fucking ripping off my stuff, and don't change one little thing just slightly. On a design that is that clearly screams, "That's my knife." That that was clearly designed by me. Because if you if you look at my stuff, I have from from the very first knife that I ever made to the stuff that I'm making today, it's consistent. It's a consistent design. There's a consistent a- aesthetic to it, and I can tell when somebody's going to rip off one of my knives, and I can see. Um, I can see in other people who have consistent designs, like Fletcher, you can tell a Fletcher knife. Andy Roy, mm-hmm. I can look at an Andy Roy knife and know that's an Andy Roy knife. They have consistent mm-hmm. designs. They have features and things that, that go in there. So when a big company comes along, uh, and I'm not talking about Fletcher or um, Andy Roy getting ripped off here, I'm, t- I'm talking about this other maker, okay, there's no way that that isn't a complete ripoff because he's the only guy that's making that particular kind of knife with the features that are on it, and, and, and it was lifted. That. It was lifted, you a hundred percent. And you know what they're going to claim is, well, we changed such and such. You know, hopefully, hopefully, there's something that we don't know about that, and that there's a that, that they have some deal <clears throat> with the maker. Ho- hopefully, they're going to give them credit, but I doubt What's- it. What's
1: What's interesting about this whole thing
0: is that that fella only makes that knife. Yeah, that's it. That's his only knife that he makes, and it's it's a good knife. and And we've actually talked about this knife on the podcast ad nauseum, and both of us mm-hmm. are fans of the knife. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a widely known and highly sought after custom knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, I just I resent the shit out of that. Like if they don't give the guy credit for that design, um I think we'll be very loudly talking about it on here.
1: Well it, it'll be interesting to see what how that all that all plays out. Yeah.
0: I, I'm really curious to
1: see. And guys, I my gut feeling tells me that it probably isn't gonna hit the market till long after Shot Show. Might
0: you know, that'd be cause my I, guess. Because they're they're in the initial phases. Like I, I have seen some uh, I'm not gonna say how, but I have seen leaked photos of it. Um and uh that's all I'm gonna say. And uh now could
1: now it could be be very well that what you've seen is actually a uh a production model that they're actually just have kept it quiet that long mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know, and they maybe they're ready to release it tomorrow. Who knows? I don't know. But it'll be interesting to see what uh how that all plays out because it, it's, once again, it's a uh, uh, big company that is not thinking about the knife, the quote unquote knife community.
0: Right. And then, and then, and then here's the other thing. Like if you guys care about this stuff and I know you do, cause you're listening to a podcast about knives. All right. If you guys care about, uh, and you're passionate about like these designs that trip, trip your trigger, you know, they, they. For whatever reason, that knife does it for you. Like, I have this thing with that Jimmy Lyle knife. I mm-hmm. love it, you know. And, and I have borrowed um, the long uh, clip point clip. from that. Absolutely. Clip. And you can see it from, from anything that I design that that uh, I get the freedom to design it. It's going to have that look to it. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, okay, I'm giving the guy credit. You know, um, the the other thing is... I would not buy a knockoff of that knife. I don't want it. I, that's that to me is like that's wrong. Like mm-hmm. don't buy knocked off knives. Um that's not cool. Yep. Um Actually, the
1: Chinese do a lot of that stuff.
0: Yeah, but uh, but this is you, you know, there are there are major companies that knock off guys designs all the time. And oh, yeah. and we yep. we know of one for sure. We are absolutely well, there's, well, there's positive. way more than one yeah, it yeah, seems like
1: every time you go to a blade show there's one one or two of them that are that are like that,
0: yeah, but anyway um i'm I'm getting some audio issues, and I think it just might be our skype connection um i i whenever you talk, I'm hearing some crackling, so do you have anything else to talk about in the in the knife world um no, if it's that bad, I don't want to have a bad audio. Okay, so I think what we should do is um, re reconnect on Skype. Now, people, it's been very fun talking to you. <laughs> this has been a great time. We've talked about knives, killing deer. We've talked about food. Um, uh, I talked about uh, Prometheus Des- Design Works and the new knife that I bought from there, and I don't buy knives often. We talked about uh, Dylan Fletcher, Andy Roy came up, a bunch of stuff, knife-related. This is, like, we probably aren't going to talk a whole lot about knives from now on out. In fact, we're probably going to say some things that really piss you off. So if you have a sensitive stomach and, um, you know, these sorts of things and you just don't like to hear that, now would be the time for you to uh, tune out, and we will catch you on the next podcast. Yep. Have fun. Talk to you soon. Okay, people, we are back. Um, if you're still with the us, you were warned. Rants on, baby. Uh, okay, so this isn't so much a political rant as some fo- as it is some follow-up from somebody who has um, triggered some rants before. It's our global warming friend. Uh, he sent Jim a link to um, a story, or not a story, but a um, uh, a, a video. Uh, That uh, Napolitano gave on Fox, and after that he was fired. Um, Because I I think, and I'm going to splice it in here.
2: Does the government work for us, or do we work for the government? Tonight, what if the Constitution no longer applied? What if the whole purpose of the Constitution was to limit the government? What if Congress's enumerated powers in the Constitution no longer limited Congress, but were actually used as a justification to extend Congress's authority over every realm of human life? What if the president, meant to be an equal to Congress, has instead become a democratically elected, term-limited monarch? What if the president assumed that everything he did was legal just because he's the president? What if he could interrupt your regularly scheduled radio and TV programming for a special message from him? What if he could declare war on his own? What if he could read your emails and your texts without a search warrant? What if he could kill you without warning? What if Supreme Court justices no longer looked to the Constitution to determine the constitutionality of a law, but rather simply to what justices who preceded them thought about it? What if the rights and principles guaranteed in the Constitution have been so distorted in the past 200 years as to be unrecognizable by the Founders? What if the 50 states were no longer sovereign entities, equals to each other, and parents of the federal government they voluntarily constituted? What if the states were mere provinces of a totally nationalized and fully centralized government? What if the Constitution was amended stealthily, not by constitutional amendments duly ratified by the states, but by the constant and persistent expansion of the federal government's role in our lives? What if the federal government decided if its own powers were proper and constitutional? What if the Constitution were no longer the supreme law of the land? What if you needed a license from the government to speak, to assemble, or to protest against the government? What if the government didn't like what you planned to say, and so it didn't give you the license? What if the right to keep and bear arms only applied to the government? What if posse comitatus, the federal law that prohibits our military from occupying our streets, were no longer in effect? What if the government considered the military an adequate dispenser of domestic law enforcement? What if cops looked and acted like troops and you couldn't distinguish the military from the police? What if you were not secure in your person, in your papers, and in your property? What if federal agents could write their own search warrants in defiance of the Constitution? What if the government could decide when you were and were not entitled to a jury trial? What if the government could take your property whenever it wanted? What if the government could continue prosecuting you until it got the verdict it wanted? What if the government could force you to testify against yourself simply by labeling you a domestic terrorist? What if the government could torture you until you said what the government wanted to hear? What if people running for president actually supported torture? What if the government tortured your children to get to you? What if government judges and government lawyers intimidated juries into convicting the innocent? What if the government could send you to your death and your innocence meant nothing so long as the government's procedures were followed? What if America's prison population, the largest in the world, was a cruel and unusual way for a country to be free? What if half the prison population never harmed anyone but themselves? What if the people had no rights? except those the government chose to let them have? What if the states had no rights, except to do as the federal government commanded? What if our elected officials didn't really live among us, but instead all had their hearts and homes in Washington, DC? What if the government could strip you of your rights because of where your mother was when you were born? What if the income tax was unconstitutional? What if the states were convinced to give up their representation in Congress? What if the government tried to ban you from using a substance in your body that is older than the government itself? What if voting didn't mean anything anymore because both political parties stand for big government? What if the government could write any law, regulate any behavior, and tax any event, the Constitution be damned? What if the government was the reason we don't have a Constitution anymore? What if you could love your country but hate what the government has done to it? What if sometimes, to love your country, you had to alter or abolish the government? What if Jefferson was right? What if that government is best which governs least? What if I'm right? What if the government is wrong? What if it is dangerous to be right when the government is wrong? What if it is better to perish fighting for freedom than to live as a slave? What if freedom's greatest hour of danger is now? Okay, so now
0: listening to that, um, I don't think he said anything in that speech that would get him fired from Fox at all. Right. Um, I think the issue was more that it was like a book promotion and he probably was, there's probably something contractually where he can't promote his book or something. I actually love the speech. Yeah, it's very good. I I actually love it because he, if you notice that he starts out
1: pretty benign. Uh Uh-huh and the further he gets into the speech the more he starts like you start getting the oh my god this is what's happening right fricking now yeah you know and uh, uh it, it's it's a scary it's a scary thought and you're right and that's kind of what i thought too is when i when i watched that i was like oh, there's nothing in here really that that i haven't heard him say on other shows right on fox mm-hmm. but i also think that 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 he must have had something in his, uh, I in think his I contract that said again. he could not use his show to personally um, promote a book. Which is, I, I'm thinking that that's what happened. Okay, so I just lost you. Trying to reconnect. Waiting.
0: So you're back. <laughs> so did you finish what you were gonna say? Yes. Okay. So I'll I'll uh I'll listen to that.
1: You'll have to listen to that and then try to figure out what it was.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um thanks uh, to him for uh, bringing that to our attention and yep. to our listeners' attention. Um, yep, that it That was a, very good. Yeah. I very liked interesting. It, and thank you. Um now. Uh, speaking of uh, global warming, um, so I went downstairs today, and my wife was like on a fucking rampage, okay? And she was—I would not want to be in the middle of your wife's. Rampage. Oh, you don't want to be in there. <laughs> and so um, she was pissed she because beat me up. for the fifth time this week somebody clogged the upstairs toilet. Oh, right. Who and it's not be- like we're taking big. It, it's normal human poops, okay? So, here's here's the problem, okay? Why do you suppose it is that that the toilet is getting plugged in a normal human family with normal human poops? Because you have abnormal kids? No. That dump a ton of paper in there? No, they've, they've been schooled. It's not paper. It's not a paper issue. Okay. Okay. Okay, so here's so the problem. So you have frost on your pipes. No, it's if, not that. Our pipes are all internal. Um, there, there is an issue with um, our house problem. is pretty far from the street. We have a huge lot, and so the the sewer line is long, but that doesn't explain it entirely because the toilet downstairs never clogs. It's like okay, okay. So I think I've tracked it down. The toilet upstairs is one of these. Uh, oh, low low flush yeah, toilets. Yeah, prissy. You know, you can't you can't buy a fucking real toilet in this country anymore. You know, like what difference does it make if you flush the toilet 4 times and use 4 times 1.5 gallons of water versus flushing it once and using three? Okay? Oh, people. I I refuse
1: oh. to buy one of those toilets. I hate them. Yeah,
0: but the thing is you can't get anything else. So if you guys have one of these like legacy toilets that actually you know, takes care of the big trucker shits, keep it. Because, you know, I think probably the the upstairs bathroom was remodeled by the last owners, and they put in this, like, you know, weak sister um, liberal toilet, and it can't handle, like, normal human poops. And you know what's interesting about that is the liberals... Are so full of shit. I don't know how they get their shit to flush. I I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna try. To, I wanna. It, I'm sending out a call for help, people. I need to know how to mod a toilet so that it it does the job that it the fucking thing was designed to do. You you can't be flushing the toilet eight fucking times. Um, well, what you, you know what you could do
1: is you could have a uh, you could have a separate tank. Above, above it, like so that as a they turbo use the same charge? flush. Yes, yes. So you, so once the the water level gets to a certain point in the tank, another valve opens up and does a fucking douche, whoosh.
0: Well, what we need is I need I need some people to to come up with some solutions. Some of you people that are plumbers and stuff, because I know you're listening. Um, the other thing is, is like, uh, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna to try to find one of these. You know, you go into like a, a institutional place, like a hospital, where people are oh, taking yeah, yeah, big yeah. taco shits in there, and uh, or truck stops, and they've got these ones with the little metal lever, Sloan, Sloan valve. Yeah, It's called a Sloan valve. Like you, you like press that thing, and like a jet of water comes out, and it gets rid of all the duty and everything else. So, well, you know,
1: they have they have pressure. They have. Um, uh, tanks that have that you can pressurize. They have like a little air compressor that you run air to it and and it, it actually like squirts the water rather than just let it gravity flow out. Hmm. It just freaking Yeah, you need yeah. It's like it's like pumpkin chunking, man. You yeah. a little air to it. Or
0: or <clears throat> better yet, you can you can create a better bigger pressure head if if you put more water in the damn bowl.
2: Yeah?
0: Like Well you could do you that. Well, so here's here's the thing. It's like, you know, they make these stupid regulations that normal people can't live with. Okay, I'm a normal human. It's not like I'm laying fucking, you know, 12-inch freaking donkey turds in my toilet. And it's not like my little kids are that weigh like 40 pounds. It's not like they're in there taking 10-pound shits and they clog the toilet. I come downstairs this morning. And my wife is like ranting and raving and putting them to the the question like who shit in the toilet. This is the fifth time this week. God damn it. You know, like bitching about I can't be having this anymore. These liberal laws are destroying the harmony of my house. <laughs> Let's riot. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now um we need to riot. So uh, lo- along these lines, let's I I'm going to talk about some uh some food issues here. Okay? So we all know that um that they've changed the laws uh regarding what you can serve in school. And they've changed it to stuff that kids just aren't going to fucking eat. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now here here's an example. Like the other day You know, if you make turkey, you have turkey leftovers. Well, there's this turkey casserole that we make and have made in my family for time immemorial. And uh, it's a delicious turkey casserole, and it doesn't have anything gross in there at all. And it has things in there that all kid that my kids eat when it's in other stuff. But they don't, my kids skeeve casseroles, like they just hate them. And they, mm-hmm. so we got, we got I'm, it. I'm we, that guy. I, I, I'm like that too. I'm well, not a big fan of casserole. Right. And, and some people just aren't, but like, but we, we don't eat hardly any other casseroles except this particular casserole. And like, it ended up being like, my kids were like screaming and one of them threw up. Um, Ooh. And it this is BS, right? You know, you, you eat all of this stuff. It's delicious. And. You know, it's, it's like the best casserole of all times, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. All walks of life. And, you know, so that, that got me thinking, you know, this school lunch thing, they're serving, like, one carrot and, uh, like, one teaspoon of ranch dressing, and you can have, like, a breadstick with that, and that's your lunch. And you're, you know, when I was in high school on the wrestling team burning 10,000 calories a day, like if I, I would have died, trying to survive on this shit that they're serving these kids, and then they serve them all this stuff that adults don't even like, right? So there's this story in the newspaper today, uh, in San Francisco, um, that now that all their all these kids are just throwing all the food away because it's just disgusting, and there are they it's so disgusting that they had to make laws that you when you when you have the lunch. You have to take everything. You have to take like five items. They'll give you like six choices and you have to take five of them. You don't have a choice of whether you take them or not. And wow. so what happens is they take them and like they'll eat one thing and the rest of it goes in the garbage. You know, so there's this huge problem of getting rid of all the waste that's been created by um, your president's wife's uh, school lunch program. And uh, now rats are starting to just grow like crazy. And San Francisco's, like, got this terrible rat problem now because of it. You know, they just can't deal with all all the extra food waste that's been created by your government program. You know, it's such a good idea, they have to make it mandatory. You know, it's one of those things. So, anyway, that's my... I really don't have anything else to rant about, but I do have a question for you. What's that? Your president um, has now uh, decided that... Uh, he wants $260 million or some crazy, it's an insane amount of money, um, to police Ferguson, a town of 20,000 people. So, you know, That's obviously ridiculous. it's going to be very efficient. And what the federal government has to do with local police issues is beyond me. But one of the proposed things is that he wants to put um, body cameras on officers. So I wanted That's to ask ridiculous. you what you I think we should put is. body
1: cameras on all our citizens of Ferguson instead of the police officers. What good is it? What good is it to see what the what the uh, perpetrators are fucking doing when they should be when when we're supposed to be watching the police department? Let's put let's put cameras on all the thugs, and and we'll call them thug cams. (laughs) Well, okay, so I mean, come on, people, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Well, and then here's here's the
0: question that I have for you know, let's
1: fucking put an Al Sharpton camera on so we can see his Tawana. Uh, stories going into play. We can see how the biggest fucking tax cheat there is in the black community is uh, uh,
0: living his life day to day. Does he live in a ghetto? <laughs> no? Is he a God ghetto no. rat? God no. He he lives in millions and millions of dollars of houses, multiples of them. No, wait, of fucking taxpayer houses because he should be paying taxes on it. Right, you're subsidizing it because when he doesn't pay taxes that means that, that you have to make up the difference. That we are right yeah, so i'm all I'm all for thug cams okay so and here's here's the other question I have, and this is a question to you and also a question to our audience. If there was video proof that everything that Wilson said was fact, do you think that they would have not rioted no if he'd had I a if, it, yeah, if he'd had a camera on,
1: I think it's irrelevant i saw yeah. I saw a freaking number the other day that about fell over. It was like between the time that trayvon martin was killed
0: mm-hmm.
1: by oh wait he uh, wasn't killed by a white not. guy well trayvon trayvon was killed by a, a, a hispanic. hispanic guy right and 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 this uh, other black kid that was black man six po- six foot four black man weighs three hundred pounds since he was killed um Justifiably, according to the grand jury, he was justifiably killed. Could it? Between those two killings, guess what? There was something like a hundred thousand black pe- people that were killed. Well, by other black people.
0: Okay, so there's a there's a website <laughs> where you can check this. Um, yeah, what is the number? I, I really uh, don't know the number. Yeah, I just remember it was
1: freaking astronomical.
0: Okay, so it's like. Um, there's, a, there's an actual website that keeps track of, uh, um, let me find it here, that keeps track of all of the shootings in Chicago. It's called heyjackass.com. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Okay, so. I haven't seen this one. Yeah, heyjackass.com keeps track of all of the shootings in Chicago, where they're shot, who shot them, um, how many of them died versus how many were killed uh what race the the victim was what race the attacker was and everything well as of 6 days ago there were since since brown got murdered to 6 days ago 244 um teens in chicago had been shot you know in that short amount of time and it's like uh you know it's crazy it's it's just crazy how many how many freaking <laughs> this- this is funny. How many people were shot in the ass? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, shot in the assometer and there's a there's a a peak in looks like November and then March to November is is like the big peak. <laughs> um and then uh, in term the cause of death, uh 84.3% are guns, 7.7% are uh stabbings and 8% are other. Um you know, so it breaks down all the statistics and, and and who's doing it and all these sorts of things. So check out heyjackass.com. It's a, it's a, it's a great site. Uh, wow, that's I didn't realize that
1: this was even here. But so so the I mean the 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 point is is that you've got a you've got a situation that is is I don't even know what they want. I haven't figured. I still have not figured out what the hell they want. They want, they want to be able to do what they want to do? They don't want any white guy telling them that they can't fucking well, loot and rob?
0: Well, Is that and, what they want? Well, and Charles Barkley made the comment yesterday, do you guys know what that neighborhood would be like if there weren't police there? And you guys are mad at the police? What, you have no concept of how your neighborhood would be if if, if it wasn't heavily policed. You know, it's just... I don't
1: know. Well, what's the what's the point? I mean, you've got you've got white police officers that are risking their lives to protect other black people from from the black thugs that are shooting now, them. If, that are shooting at them. Now, what the hell is wrong with you? What part of that don't you understand? <sighs> you know, except for the fact that you have no. Um, this this is all political justification for this. It's interesting because I I I, I read a blog about a, uh about how this is actually supposed to be helping Hillary because she married the first black man, first black president, <laughs> you know, and so she's supposed to somehow or another be helped by all of this rabble rousing and the Jesse Jacksons and the uh, al Sharptons are trying to bolster their power in the Democratic party, and so that's where that 's where a lot of this pouring gas on the situation is coming from is they are trying to show the Democrats that they still are are viable okay mm-hmm. so let 's look at let 's look at some numbers. I saw some numbers yesterday that said that <clears throat> the Democratic party. Is losing the white middle class
0: blue or or the white blue collar voters? Well, that's been since forever. Clint, Clinton Clinton yes. brought him Clinton brought him back a little bit because he went to the right and he, Clinton actually, in terms of what the Democrats were before Clinton with Carter, and what they are after Clinton actually was quite conservative. Compare right. Clinton to Obama. Like there's right. no Obama is a, a frickin' socialist unavowed right. and, and right. race baiter and all these other things. If you compare him to Clinton, like Clinton was like super conservative. And that's why people started kind of going back to the Democratic Party and and consequently why they're leaving it in droves now. Right.
1: And so what they're trying to do and well and it's it's interesting because what 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 are our, our um I don't even know what the hell to call them anymore. Our, our pacifier in chief, our apologist in chief, our racist in chief, our, you know, I mean, you just go run down the line. And and if you look at what he just did, was he actually drove more white, blue collar voters away from the Democrat Party. And he's, he's trading, they're, they're saying it's like 46% of their base is white male um blue collar voters okay basically the union uh the unions of the you know oil fields and the truck drivers and the UAW you know UAW
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're driving them away and they're replacing them with the 10% black vote and the 7% hispanic vote yeah no, it's, it it's
0: hispanics are way way have way overtaken um, the black vote in terms of number of people in the country well uh, at least according according to the latest census there's way more Hispanics than there are um, than there are blacks and that's you know. Okay, but
1: the two of them still do not add up to the No, 46% God, not, not even close. of the yeah, of not, the, not uh, even close. of the white
0: vote. And
1: so and so here you are, you're steering the Democrat party away from the the white blue-collar voter and you're you're handing it to the the black and the Hispanic vote. And they're and they're making their and so basically they're chasing the what what the pundits are starting to say is that what Obama just did by the amnesty ship that he just pulled, it has done nothing but enf- enraged the white, blue-collar worker to the point where there's no way a Democrat sits in the pres- in the White House next time around. I'd be
0: surprised. Absolutely I, no I, way. I, I'd be surprised if they didn't figure out a way to rig the election. Well, y- you know... I, I, I wish I had more faith, but I just I just think that they they are so good at rigging elections and you know like uh in Chicago during this last uh election cycle you'd vote repub for the Republican candidate and it would switch your vote to Democrat. You know, if if of course they can do that. <laughs> you know, it's it's whoever counts the votes decides who wins and right. it, you know and they can just uh I think that they can get whoever they want elected.
1: Well, the other thing that was interesting too is, is yesterday I heard Rush ranting about this about truth and power. And and a lot of a lot of good people believe that the truth will change or usurp power, and it's not, and that that doesn't work. Mm-mm. You can't the truth because the the people in charge. Determine what the truth is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a consensus thing. It, it has nothing to do with what actually happened. Yeah, it's what we well, want you to know that happened.
0: Right, and and the thing is, is like what actually happened in the Ferguson thing. Um, the grand jury the came down. Yeah, the grand jury came <laughs> down and said no. You know, the grand sorry, um, and and all those documents. There's thousands and thousands of documents from that that they made public. You know, you can go in and, and, and take a look at that, and, and uh, you know, somebody could, could go in and, and all these different news organizations could go in and rehash all of it and try to figure it out and come up with some sort of a, a statement that it wasn't valid, but notice they're mm-hmm. not doing that. And why aren't they doing that? Because it was valid. You know, you right. look at all the documents, you look at everything, and there's no other conclusion that you can come to than that that, that, that was a good shoot.
1: You know, I saw the, a- I'm I sorry. saw the, listen, this, this is how they, this is how ignorant people are. I saw the attorney for the Brown family on having a discussion with Sean Hannity the other day. Now I understand, and, and I was flipping channels. I wasn't, it's not like I'm a regular watcher of Sean Hannity, but I, but this whole thing has kind of intrigued me how you can have something that is clearly the truth and how it is totally irrelevant. In these people's mind, mm-hmm. the truth—the truth—really doesn't matter. That what happened, it, it's irrelevant. <clears throat> they just make shit up. He was saying that um, the, the brown kid was was shot in the top of the head. Okay, so the the way he got shot in the top of the head was he was bent over at the waist and he was running at the officer. Okay? That's how he got shot in the top of the head. You know what the what the attorney for the Brown family was saying? What's that? The The kid was on his knees. That's the only way he could have got shot in the head was if he was on his knees in front of the officer. And I said my wife was sitting here, we were just looking at each other. And I said, you know what? The officer was five foot three. Even if this kid was on, even if this man, this six foot four man, was on his knees, the officer still would have had to stand on the hood of his car to shoot in the top of his head and straight down. Well, into the top maybe of his what head. they're
0: saying is is that he was on the ground and he he fired an execution shot into the top of his head, which is BS. The autopsy report does not show any of that. Like, it's all, it's all, they're just making shit up and and trying to make that like That's what I'm saying. Well, no, no, he
1: actually told him that he was, he shot him in the top of his head because he was on his knees. That's ridiculous. So he, so he, so he he held the gun like this.
0: Yeah, like above his own head. (laughs) I mean, no,
1: that's what the, that's what the lawyer said. Yeah. He said he held the gun up in the air and, and shot him straight down in the top of his head. That's the only way that bullet hole could have gotten there. It's like, holy
0: shit, dude. Yeah, I you, don't know.
1: are you listening to the shit that you're spewing?
0: Yeah, they're just and again, like <clears throat> you know here here's what I will say about the whole grand jury thing. Okay, um a prosecutor can indict a fucking ham sandwich. Okay, like um say say uh say uh Jim is accused of a crime. Okay, so there was a murder somewhere, um some loudmouth liberal got shot and the first person they thought of was Jim. Okay, they gather a bunch of evidence Um, there's nothing directly linking Jim, the physical evidence really isn't there but if the prosecutor wants to charge Jim he can go to a grand jury and uh, because Jim can't respond and because Jim can't present any of his own evidence, like look I had an alibi, I was uh, with Kyle at the Bark River grind in, here's the video because you can't present any of your stuff. The prosecutor can go to the grand jury and you won't even know that it's happening and and the chances are they can get an indictment you know so the 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 thing that's unusual about this particular grand jury is that uh they presented all of the evidence, not just not just the evidence that's in favor of prosecution. And I I think that's one of the things that people are pissed about. Um, But the other thing you have to keep in mind is that prosecutors don't prosecute cases that they can't win. And so, you know, probably what happened was Holder and Obama put all this pressure on the prosecutor to bring it to a grand jury. And the prosecutor said, okay, well, I'll bring it to a grand jury, but I'm going to show everything. And when he showed all of the evidence, of course, they didn't indict because this is BS. You know, and and that's what people are (laughs) mad about is that they wanted him indicted. Well, so here's what happens. Okay, so ask yourself this question. If the grand jury had indicted him, do you think that that would have prevented riots? No. It would have been the same exact thing because they would have rioted because, see, this guy killed him and blah, blah, we want our justice, blah, and they would have rioted anyway. Yep, yeah.
1: you know. And on top of that, the, the part that's funny too is a uh, is it if you read there's there's one witness that is uh almost verbatim gave the same testimony that that Officer Wilson gave.
0: it's like this little old lady,
1: <laughs> you know. No, 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 no. Oh. It was a black man. Okay. It was a black man. And he was it was witness number 10 and if you if you read his his uh his testimony, you don't have to read anything else mm-hmm. because he was a great eyewitness. he saw the whole thing and described it exactly as officer Wilson did right exactly so uh there you go, people. He was a black man, and what he said was it disturbed me that we had all of these people going on TV and lying about what happened because it absolutely did not happen that way.
0: Yeah. Well, and then, again. He never had his hands up. To put all of this in in perspective, since August 9th, when that kid was shot, that guy was shot. He's not a kid. He's over 18. Um, In Chicago, 855 people have been shot in that time. 130 of them were killed by that, and the total number of homicides for all causes in Chicago is 155. As of um, November 24th was the last time that was updated. And,
1: and how many of those are black kids, black men, the shot the, by uh, other black men? Well,
0: okay, so they break it down. The number of black people shot in uh, Chicago through November 30th was 295, Um and uh, the alleged suspect, 66 of those were black, and then there's no suspect in 206 of them. Um, so, uh, actually, 66 were black males, 12 were black females. So, um, you know, listen, uh, whites and Hispanics shot are the suspect in zero of those, and the police shot 11 of them. So there's 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 some statistics for you. If you want to talk about, um, you can't just bitch about a justifiable shoot from the police and say that that's, you know, that's what needs to spark a conversation. What needs to spark a conversation is the cold, hard facts of since that time, how many people have been shot and killed in Chicago, you know, so I don't know. And,
1: and and therein lies the issue. We're talking about black on black crime. We are not talking about white on black crime. That's that's. Where, I mean, why do we have this misnomer that somehow the police are are at the center of this?
0: Yeah, they're you know. And, and what would those neighborhoods be like without um, the police? And, and
1: and you know. And you know what? I still I still. Blame the you know, officer Wilson resigned from his from his job from the Ferguson police department. Yeah, that guy's life is done. As, is, as a, yeah, he's, he's going to have ruined. to change his name. It's it's totally ruined, and I blame I blame the police chief on that for that.
0: As a, as because, a start, you should should blame him because he should have stood yep, up for because him. Because
1: he should have stood up for him, and and the the. They knew, well before the grand jury was, uh, made its decision, uh, that it was going to be, they knew that it was a justifiable Jim. shoot. Phone they should have said that. Yeah. You there? I lost you. I lost you. I lost you.
0: Reconnecting. Reconnecting. Yeah. I don't know. That was a blink on my end. Yeah. Well, but
1: but they knew. They knew that it was going to be um, what what came down. They knew that it was going to be no cause for indictment. (sighs) They saw the evidence. They gathered the evidence. They listened to the witnesses. Yeah. Once they got to witness number 10... They should have said, hmm, you know what? My officer did... This is justified.
0: Well, and, and once once the physical evidence was known and, and completely backed up the story, they should have stood behind their officer a little better. But again, this is you and me looking at this from the outside. We don't have Holder sitting in our office and Obama sitting in our office and saying, look, motherfucker, you're going to do what we say here or... I'm going to trump up some charge and you are going to jail. That's, the, that's, the, that's one thing that's going to happen to you. The other thing that's going to happen to you is you and everybody that you know is going to get audited from now until fucking eternity. Like, well, you, know you are I, going to be targeted. We are going to ruin you. You know what else is You're interesting going to do too, what we say here.
1: That uh, the governor of, uh, of uh, Missouri is a Democrat. Yeah. Nixon. Yeah. <laughs> and he apparently was being pressured by um, Valerie Jarrett. Yeah. Over the National Guard issue. You know, because they, they they called him up, but they never deployed them. Uh-huh. Into Ferguson. And And guess what? The mayor tried to call the governor... The lieutenant governor tried to call the governor because mm-hmm. apparently the lieutenant governor must be Republican. They could not get through to the governor and said to say, "Where the hell is the National Guard? Ferguson is burning. Where is the National Guard?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe there was some snafu there or or, or something, um, you know,
1: or, like- or or there was Valerie Jarrett, one of the two. <sighs> You know, I, I tend to believe that it probably was pressure from
0: Valerie. Okay. Jerry. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a, uh, a quote and I want to, I want you to tell me this is a widely known quote. If it was a Democrat or a Republican that said this, all right, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Was that a Democrat I, or Republican? That was a Democrat. That was George Wallace. George Wallace. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So if you go back and look at, at all of this stuff, where uh, you know, look at who was opposing the civil rights stuff, it was it was Democrats, period. End of discussion. Mm-hmm. You want it? You want to know? the The KKK was basically in the enforcement ring of the Democrat Party. Okay, mm-hmm. Republicans freed the slaves. Republicans are the ones who did the uh, civil rights. Bill and all these sorts of things, and eventually got it passed against the strong objections of, of Democrats at the time. So, like, but you know what? But once again, you seem to think that the fucking truth matters. and this is the problem. You know, this is the problem. The fucking like, truth
1: doesn't matter anymore. The fucking truth doesn't matter anymore. It's what the perception is.
0: Yeah. And, and, and they and can, as long as you've got we this have, media that can just sit there and lie. And spin and do all of this stuff and 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 you know and And even when you catch up
1: in a lie, even when you catch up in a lie, it doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: they'll just change the subject real quick, and then they'll tell the same lie the next day. Yep. You know, but uh, yeah, because it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, it's it's the end of the world. Okay, Okay, so I want to talk about the end of the world. Um, Walking Dead. Oh, so now uh, (laughs) we're going to have a Walking Dead update. So I'm in. I'm in um, season four. Uh, they just got thrown out of the prison, and the eye patch guy is dead. Um,
1: I, <laughs> and they killed the grandpa.
0: Yeah, I didn't. The, to me, the eye patch guy was never a believable character. Um, I I didn't like that character. I thought that was like hokey. Uh, you know what's
1: what's interesting about that, and 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 I kind of I I do kind of get how this happens. What you have is you have um you have false, you have leaders that are that have a, a, a particular plan that they wanna you know I mean there are some harsh realities to this whole that whole scenario and and one of them is you have to you have to maintain order amongst your people. Uh-huh. And and you can either do it as a dictator, as the eye patch guy did and you have your minions that are willing to carry out mm-hmm. their your your orders because you because you because you're the one in power, right? And they're afraid of you. <clears throat> or you can express leadership roles that are true leadership roles, and and that, that's the part I think that that makes this show is interesting because they do show those other parts.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: the next season, you're going to see the same you're going to see another faction that shows up that is, that is really quite intriguing.
0: Um, so here's a zombie knife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this exactly. Thing would be awesome for that. <laughs> okay, I also, now we're have, sitting, I also have a problem with some of the physics of that show. <laughs> well, oh yeah, yeah. Um, is. Well, what, you know, it's one of the not that, that easy to they to put a knife through somebody's head.
1: No, 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 no. But what they're saying is now, and it's and it or is kick interesting because they do open. talk about this. They do talk about this today okay. or this last uh, issue, um, this last episode's. The kid is explaining to one of the guys, one of the other characters, why why that works and why it sometimes doesn't work. And he said, "Depends on when they turn. If they were some of the some of the zombies that turned really early, their heads become softer with time because they rot more. Right. If you if, you, if you'll notice that from the very first ish, the very first beginnings, uh-huh. the the people looked a lot less rotten than they do in season four.
0: Right. But but here's the thing: that grandpa, he, he just died, just turned into a zombie, and his head was mush." Yes. So you know it. They they need to if they want to do it that way going forward. Fine, but I I still have to call bullshit on the physics up to this point. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. It's not that easy to stab a knife through someone's head. It's thick. Yeah. And, and they it's do it. Bone. They do it. They do it a lot. Women do it. And and yeah. and here's another thing. Okay, I'm sick of your TV show where a five foot seven hundred and forty pound female beats up four guys. Fuck off! <laughs> that that never would ever ever happen. Maybe they'd beat up some of the lumber sexuals, but they're never ever ever going to beat up five well, guys if, who know what they're doing.
1: Ever. If it's Michonne, if it's Michonne, no, and she's got that big sword, she oh, yeah. she's
0: she, yeah, she's fucking she's got a, badass. She's got a
1: weapon. <laughs> did you did you see did you see did you did you see her rampage yet?
0: I saw the one um, that just happened when she was out in the woods and she had those yeah. two chained zombies. And she just totally nope. went off and chopped. Yeah, she just.
1: <laughs> it's like yeah, that she's got the weapon for that shit.
0: Yeah, I you know she's the more the... I see it, the more I'm thinking that's like the perfect weapon. Oh yeah, is that whatever oh, yeah. katana she or you know Japanese? I don't know what the sword shapes are, but whatever that is, yeah. that's like perfect. Yeah, like I yep. got it. Yep. I got it. Yep. Go yeah, because it's that.
1: long. It's long, and it gives you some distance, and, and yeah. Uh, and you can swing it and chop and, and whack and you can and...
0: slice with it um i st- yep. i still go back to the the thing that i said before um using what's called a war hammer so basically a spike on the end of a yep. pole yep it, that would work um and there's a reason that that's kind of a classic weapon um, yep but if you if you picture uh if you know if you've ever done any rock hunt, hounding or looking for rocks the the hammer that you use for that is perfect yep Yep, only yep. to only put the only a longer is, handle on it. The
1: only thing is, you have to have uh, you have to withdraw. You you can't go all the way through. Where with the katana, you go all the way through.
0: Well, I I'd, I'd think it would get stuck worse if you just poked it in. It'd get stuck or chopped in with it. It might get stuck worse than the pick would because the yeah, pick is tapered. But but if you ever um, the hole will always be bigger than what is inside the skull. Right, but if but if
1: you're. Um, but yeah, but you're are talking about whacking heads off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just talking about whacking heads off.
0: Okay, yeah. Th- you then know, absolutely, that katana. You know, is the you're to you're
1: swinging that you're swinging that thing, and it's freaking going all the way through. If you ever watch, get a chance to watch um, at the blade show, they do a demonstration with with the mats. Yeah, where they roll up the bamboo mats yeah. and they slice them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I think. When you're when you're taking off people's heads, you're ta- you're talking about taking off. You know, you're cutting it like the bamboo mats are. Yeah. So you're. I mean, I don't know. So I mean, I, either one. Your warhammer is good. I think I would. I would. If I was to take two, I would take. I would take a katana, and then I would take my. um You've seen my cane that I have that has a, uh a spike. Yeah. Yeah. That it's a, your boarding it. hatchet. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would use. I would have something like that.
0: Yeah. The other thing. Um. Uh. The other thing I would like. So I'd like a a sword that was relatively thin, um, but designed in such a way so that it was um, stable along the length of the blade, so torsionally stable. So mm-hmm. you're going to need some sort of a um, wedge shape to the blade. Um, but the the real important thing there, if you're looking to do any kind of beheading, is you need it to be curved. It needs to be mm-hmm. a constantly curved surface, and that's... How if you watch these Saudi guys that behead? Like every once in a while, they'll have like some Saudi executioner come on and explain his sword and all this. What they're doing is they're not only they're not just chopping, but they're chopping and pulling the sword through, and it's right. it, it basically is this big slicing motion that does it. So
1: yeah, that's and the katanas are like that,
0: right? And so this this knife that I'm holding up for Jim with the nice mm-hmm. flat, and and the, the the guy who commissioned this was very very. Specific that he wanted that to be perfectly flat along that edge there, right? Mm-hmm. This is is not for swinging and beheading. This is not for mm-hmm. that. You 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 want a constantly curved surface to be able to do that. Um, so I'd like a katana. I want a firearm. Um, I'm gonna have to go with widely available ammunition. So for a sidearm, I'm gonna go with a Beretta M9. And for my rifle, I'm gonna go with um, standard M4 that shoots 223. Or actually, I'd mm-hmm. buy the I'd buy the one that shoots both 223 mm-hmm. and then the other one. What's the other one? It's mm-hmm. uh 556. Five, yeah, so I I'd, I'd get a 556 five, chambered one that can shoot both because then you can use the mm-hmm. 556 five, and the 223. If you get one that just is meant for 223, you can't shoot 556 five, out of it. Right. So that's what I would go with for my armament. What about you? What are you what are you carrying? Real
1: similar, I think I would do uh I think I would do uh, I'd put a big s- scope on my M4. Mm-hmm. So that I could shoot distances.
0: What do you think about a ACOG? I,
1: I like them. I like them, but I like a uh, um I I like a sniper scope that I can
0: Maybe I you can need turn. two
1: rifles, so well, there's that. I mean, I I think you can <coughs> I think you can put a uh uh I mean, you know, we're we're probably never going to be talking more than 100 yards, so. Yeah. But I'm thinking that I'd want something that's, you know, a little
0: maybe a little more than four power. Yeah. Something that I can shoot some distance. Maybe a three to nine also, or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, something like that.
0: Like your standard deer hunting scope, only really good yep. optics. So like a Leupold yep. uh, gold ring scope. Yep, yep. I'd I'd like it with a little bit of wind, with the windage marks on it, though. Um, so
1: you can pick off,
0: you know. You so can that just you can, stand up. yeah. So that you can adjust, you know, if if you have to shoot further, you don't have to change guns. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay, yep.
1: well, that's yeah, something good. like that, and I and I think I would sidearm. Uh, I would, I would go,
0: I would probably go Glock. Like yeah, but n- what would, caliber?
1: Oh, nine mil.
0: Yeah, because of the av- availability is my point. Yeah, yeah, nine mil, yes.
1: nine mil or forty five recoil. Is an issue too. I would probably have a silence twenty two also. Yeah,
0: definitely. Because again, t- uh here's here's the things that I like about twenty twos.
1: Suppressed, suppressed twenty two.
0: Here here's what I like about the twenty twos. Again, it's widely available ammunition and I can carry a thousand rounds that's uh right. in in a very small space. So you can have a lot, a lot, a lot of ammo. And a twenty two is is freaking deadly. You know, yep. I, I looked uh, I somebody was, you know, saying all this shit about calibers and you know caliber wars on Facebook they they do them all the time and i just posted the statistic of uh um people who were the lethality that the FBI keeps on um caliber how many people shot or killed by that caliber and 22 is up there with all of them it's it's mm-hmm. way better than a lot of them you know so mm-hmm. if you are actually shot your chances of being shot by a 22 are are being actually killed by the 22 are probably are better than most most of the calibers. There was one caliber on there that was as lethal, and the rest of them were less. Less. So anyway, just something to consider. Um. Anyway. Yep. What else do you know? Nothing. I'm pretty much tapped out. Me too. <laughs> I got a bunch
1: of shit I got to do. The rest of the we day had some today. some
0: outrage there for a little bit. Yeah.
1: Yep. 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 Wait. Do you see the next season? Yeah, I won't ah. see it till it comes out on
0: Netflix. I don't have
1: TV. Yeah. So uh, I think you might be able to rent it, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if Download uh, the pirated copies of yeah, it. I don't do that. I'll get caught. That's what'll Always happen. Do mm-hmm. I, I hey, do speaking
1: it. of which, did you hear about the? Uh, did you hear about the Sony uh, hack? Uh huh. <clears throat> Somebody hacked Sony. And released. Uh, there are four next movies that they're to the that they're uh, gonna hit the box the box office shortly. Oh my, my gosh, four four or five movies released them to uh, the torrent sites uh-huh. to that is
0: you saw because, because it was they think it was the North Koreans because of the uh, Kim Jong Il. Uh, they don't have good movies, so he wants them now. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: There was one of one of them that Sony did that was. Uh, like a spoof and it's supposed to be it to assassinate him okay and uh, it's, it's a, I think it's a comedy okay and they were pissed off about it so they they thought they would hurt Sony by, by dumping five of the movies on the world market yeah without Sony being able to collect the diamond from it. found that kind of interesting but well besides that how do people find pretty it pretty much uh uh Facebook, James Noka on Facebook, Kr Versteg on Facebook, Knife uh, Podcast at knifejournal.com
0: mm-hmm.
1: drop us an email, we'll read them and, and uh, talk about them on the next on the next uh, podcast. Uh, join us on the website knifejournal.com We have a nice forum there. Mm-hmm. We have um, like us on Facebook. We have a, a Facebook page and uh, you know, send us chat messages too we're, we're open
0: yeah hey you know we'll we'll talk about it we'll try to be nice <laughs> yep. try our best anyway yeah. D- just don't end well, up in the rant uh, portion of the program <clears throat> you can yeah. avoid it it's <laughs> always much better huh yeah uh, alright
1: so that's, a, that's all I got so until next time we'll see you when we see ya
0: Yep, keep your knives sharp and your friend sharper. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Yep, bye.